Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by, as always, Stephen Brownback and Anthony Galati. How are we doing, guys? Grand. He's not feeling very yo today. Yeah, there's no Angie yo. It's been beaten out of him. Yeah. We've had a rough day so far. We have. Rough we day. Have. Uh, I like to track. think our hardships compare to those uh, at the Battle of Midway itself. You think We've so? had to do the episode three times. It's fairly comparable. So, do you know, like in in Midway, like I heard when someone was shot down, they were like, "At least I'm not doing my third take of a shitty <laughs> podcast." <laughs> and they crashed. They do multiple runs in Midway, you know, multiple torpedo passes. runs. That's just us. That's yeah. just us. We're doing multiple passes yeah. until passes. we get it. That's all. This is the final one, though. This is the pass. Everything's so. running right. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> to give a little backstory, we recorded a half hour without the audio running. Then that was gold, by the way. It was it, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then 15 minutes without a camera running. <laughs> it's one of those days. It's one of those days. Where you don't want to wake up. Right. Everything well, you didn't want to wake up either. Everything is fucked. <laughs> Everybody sucks. They also showed up an hour late. Who <laughs> <laughs> <Hoo> boy. <laughs> Let's have a fun episode, guys. Fuck yeah. Let's, let's bring the energy. Yes. The energy's here. It's here. So, Midway 2018. Yeah. 2019. 2019. 2019. Yeah. Sorry. Close enough. Close enough. I'm a year off. I, on my notes, I put 2018. I'm a jackass. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Aunt, me and you saw this in theaters. We did, Brian. Yeah. For the third time. <laughs> all right. We got to stop that now. All right, because All right. As far you as you all are concerned, this is the first you're hearing it. It's not the first we're hearing it. Yeah. We're annoyed. Here we go. Okay. Brian and I saw this in theaters in yeah. 2019. Um, what'd you think of it, Brain? So back then I was like, yeah, this, this is fine. You know, mm -hmm. um, it was okay. Now I see more cracks in the armor than I did then. Really? Oh. Yeah. I actually liked it better the second go here. Okay. Me and you, when we first saw it, we said, this was bad, but I liked it. Yes. I kind of still feel that way. Yeah, I feel that way too. But I think it's worse now than I even Is realized the first time. Is that a product of the director? Do you think? I think it's the budget, because, the director. Mm -hmm. Look, the whole thing looks like it was shot on a green screen. It looks yeah. like we shot it on the green screen. It looks at, like shit. Yeah. It looks like we shot on the green screen at TSD Studios. Yeah. You Can know? we do that? <laughs> Recreate the Battle of Midway? <laughs> let's do it. Let's do Lady Golf. Let's do Lady Golf. <laughs> ah, the Mariana's Turkey Shoot is presented by See? us. <laughs> Always pointing at the green screen. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, it looks shitty. But the content is there, and it works. Yes. Yeah. Um, this movie is fairly epic. Mm -hmm. It's got a a lot of history rolled into a small package. It packs in a good portion of- it packs in about six months of think, war. Yeah. It makes it tight, though. It does. Good amount of accuracy. You could have made you know six different movies with the topics that cover. Yes. And there have been, probably. <laughs> sure. 100%. Like, yeah. We can name some of them. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pearl Harbor again. There's got to be a movie with Coral Sea in it. I'm sure. There's probably like the Battle of Coral Sea from 1950. I think they did the dual role raid in Pearl Harbor, didn't they? In the movie Pearl Harbor? I never saw the movie Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're going to one day. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm waiting. For it's it. not good. 
<laughs> well, there's a whole song about it on uh, the Team America soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Pearl Harbor sucks. Pearl Harbor yeah. sucks. And I miss and you. I miss you. Yeah. It's a ballad. Yeah. Um, from Here to Eternity is good. With Sinatra. I want to see that. I never yeah. saw that. Yeah. But this is the only movie, I believe, that a fleet admiral from the Navy said that it was the most accurate portrayal of a naval battle. That's the third time you've said that and you still haven't yes. come up with his name. Oh, you want it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's. <laughs> It's not necessarily the most important thing, but okay. <laughs> I spoke to um, an admiral, and he told me that the battles- Admiral? Yeah. He told me that the battles in um, Star Wars were the most accurate space battles ever. Really? It was Admiral Akbar. He spoke to me. He said, that was the most accurate depiction of space combat. <laughs> he tasks me, and I shall have him. <laughs> You got to think four dimensionally when you're in a space battle. Absolutely. You can't get trapped in that nebula. <laughs> um, yeah. So Roland Emmerich, right? Yep. This is the second time on the show. Patriot, yep. his good movie. Patriot is the good movie. Patriot's we like that awesome. one. The rest, do we all agree that they're bad? Yeah. Is Independence Day bad? Independence Day, is it bad? It's got. Look, I love watching it. It is fun it's as fuck. It's cheesy. Yeah. But it is not good. I mean, the dog jumping out of the fire there. <laughs> you know, some of the dialogue. My David. Um, it's pretty The bad. biggest stereotype yeah. of all time, yes. as we've said. Um, what else? I, what can you say? I mean, there's enough time. <laughs> oh, Robert Loja? <laughs> yeah. I say no. Thank you, Robert Loja. <laughs> you got to tell that story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was very funny. So... <laughs> this was right before I made uh, my movie, The Uninvited Guest. Yes. Yep. And there was this thing where I forget how it came about. This guy was looking for screenwriters or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, a producer? Our producer. Yeah. He was looking yeah. for opportunities to produce a movie. And I saw him on like Craigslist. So I reach out and I start talking to the guy. <laughs> and basically. <laughs> I start pitching him on. Now, I wrote my movie, The Uninvited Guest, but it wasn't the movie I really. Yeah, we'll get to the humiliating part. Um, <laughs> it, I know that's what you want to do. But yes, hold yeah, on. But I'm thinking about uh, just Frank from Scarface. Okay. Yeah. Robert Logan. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm writing this thing and, and I wrote my movie, The Uninvited Guest, but it wasn't the movie I really wanted to make. I wanted to make this like serial killer movie. The baseball, oh, the baseball movie. Baseball yeah, movie. Baseball movie. Which I still think could be reworked into a good script. And mm. I haven't read it in years, but I'm sure if I reread it now, I'd cringe. Mm. But I think there's something there that could be workable. And that was the movie I really wanted to make. And I was talking to the guy. I was like, yeah, I have this movie, The Uninvited Guest, but this is what I really want to make. And I talk about it. And he's like, that's actually good. And it's marketable. Send me the script. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I send it to him. And you call me. And it looks like, and like, <laughs> he loves it. Well, I, he loves it after, like, I got a call back, like, the next day or something. And it looks like he's going to produce the movie. Yeah. I am like, I just hit the fucking lotto. All my dreams are coming true at once. And I call, call Steve and I can't contain myself. <laughs> And I start weeping as I'm talking to and him. He specifically said that line. Say I said, say I said, um, I know oh, the line if you want me to tell you. I, I say something. Do you know what it's like? Do you know what it's like when all your dreams come true? true? <laughs> something like that, right? Is that and it? I think you're going to kill yourself. 
I go, please don't kill yourself. You have a lot to live for. <laughs> That's how we open the conversation. That's how you he know, opens like the conversation. Dreams come true. And I'm thinking, oh man, he's he's at the end of his line. <laughs> he's finally killing himself. That's his greatest dream. But what does this have to do with the great Robert Lozier? So the guy. So then after we talk more, it looks like the guy wants me to give him money to produce my movie. Yes. And it's like, that's not. How that why works. would I give you money? I could pay money myself. Yeah. Do and you remember like, one of the other stipulations? The female the, actress who had to be in it. Yeah, yeah. There was, he had to put this he certain like actress in. Like, no, she wasn't a porn star. She was a German actress who, like, he put in all his productions. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he also had a relationship with Robert Loggia. <laughs> And in order to save money, he wanted to use footage from this unused movie and splice it and splice it with my screenplay in order to save a budget. And I'm like, what does that mean? seem weird? <laughs> so I'm paying money to make this Frankenstein abortion. <laughs> and like, you seem like you're like really taking control. What was like, this line? About the great Robert Loja. So we're, we're talking about Robert Loja, and he goes, and I put Robert Loja in all my all movies, right. and I thank him at the end of every movie, and he says, you know, thank you to the guy thank for having me. Th- thank you for having me in this film. He says, thank and, you, and Mark, goes, and I say, no, no thank, thank you, Robert Loja. <laughs> we've been saying that ever since. Yeah, we say ever that since. all the time, but yeah. so... <laughs> So the Robert Lozier thing, yeah. <laughs> the ever that's all I think about when I see him now. Yeah, well he's dead. So so. Anyway, the deal ended up falling apart. Yeah, the deal, yeah. the movies obviously yeah, never got yeah. made. I made uninvited guests myself. So, so funny. That's so funny. You Robert Lozier. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the director. Makes fun movies. This is this kind of has some fun in it. This you is know? actually probably his second best movie. Easily. Mm. Easily. It's okay. the Except for maybe Independence Day. You can argue that. Independence Day has plenty of redeemable shit. In it. Mm-hmm. it was innovative for the time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. huge. This, this is top three undebatable, I think, right? It's it's The Patriot is so fucking weird because, like, I have no problems with it. I know a lot of people have problems with that movie, and I'm sure if I was talking to somebody who hated it, and they, they could probably convince me of some issues. But mm-hmm. I just love that movie so much, you know? I'm with you, obviously. It's got a lot of redeemable qualities. Yeah. You know, it was it the does. pilot for the show. Yeah, it was the pilot show. Yeah. It was the reason, like, that's what the movie I had in mind when when I thought of the show. When I was like, we could talk about movies, we could talk about the Patriot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was good. It's a good episode. It's a good movie. This, however, uh, like you said, has a lot packed into it. Yeah. And I believe what we said was if you've never known about World War II, you never known about the battles or the history, you can jump into this and you're pretty much it's ready to go. Very clear to me, just from things that are said in the setup, that the can that the audience they had in mind is a is a person who knows zero mm-hmm. about the Pacific They War. want it accessible to everybody. Yeah. I think they achieved that. I think they did. For yeah. the most part. I don't know but, who that person is. Because no kids are going to see this. But like, I think they wa- that's who they're thinking about, right? They're hoping like so, but it's like they know. It's like you have your theater packed, right? Uh-huh. There's no name in here other than maybe Nick Jonas that mm-hmm. is going to get a young person to go see the movie. Yeah. I mean, don't you know that like teenage girls have Patrick Wilson posters? <laughs> they, all over I fucking love Night Owl. It's so <laughs> infinite. <laughs> it's so infinite. 
That Woody Harrelson, what a dreamboat. <laughs> the main actor isn't that handsome either. Well, he's not oh, that good. Now we're going to talk about well, this guy again. <laughs> oh, again. I'm sorry. He, it's such a bad performance. He stinks. He stinks. Yeah. The guy who played Dick's best. Listen, I'm going to fly. So he's chewing gum. Yes. Constantly. Constantly chewing. I Don't will know say, why. I will say he kind of looks like the guy. He does. That's why yeah, he got he the role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's English, too. Is he? Yeah. That's why his Jersey thing is it's so, so horrendous. Bad, yeah. Hey, hey, I'm from Jersey. Do you think they sent him to like the Jersey Shore for a week to like learn the accent? I think they made him watch the Jersey Shore for a week. <laughs> he came to the yeah, city yeah. at the blowout. No, no, it's, it wasn't like that. You went too far. You went yeah. too far. <laughs> Didn't you have, if I'm correct, a British actress stay at your grandparents' house to learn how to be like a t- an Italian American. That is one hundred percent true. <laughs> Can you tell the story? Get the, fuck um, out of here. <laughs> the film was a little movie called Cookie. <laughs> the poster's here, by the way. Yes. Um, this was in the eighties. Uh, was before I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, the actress Mimi Rogers was not Mimi Rogers. She is my aunt or something. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't know yeah. that? No, I, I Tom Cruise's former I got the stories wife mixed up. Tom Cruise's former wife is married to my father's cousin. So whatever that makes her. Loose makes relation. you a monkey's uncle. Yeah. Um, my father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. Um, no. Uh, oh, she's an English actor. Look up Cookie. Look up I'm was- looking it up. Diane West. No. Emily Lloyd. Emily Lloyd. Emily Lloyd stayed at my grandmother's house in Brooklyn. <laughs> To be taught how to speak with a native Brooklyn accent. I don't know how this happened. Have you ever watched Cookie? I've never seen Cookie. However, my grandmother had the poster for it hanging in her sewing room for my entire life. And I took the poster. I owned the cookie. You have the cookie poster? If we ever get our own studio, we got to put the cookie poster. Damn right. That's That's so good. (laughs) So, you know, we should watch Cookie. see, See if she did a good job. Yeah, I, ho- I hope it's similar to this. We're like, oh boy, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Jersey. Would you recognize if she put like your grandmother's mannerisms, the twang, in? like specific like movements that or something? Be, that'd be weird. Yeah, maybe interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's had to live in like among the family and just see how people talk to each other. That sounds like they got she, like, had though, dinner right? with them. It's, yeah, she was there for a few weeks. Okay, know? that sounds like a good documentary about that among the family. <laughs> just follow the, the progress of her acting. You never go against the family. <laughs> Cookie. Cookie. With a guy, the guy on the poster looks like Richard Gere, he but does. it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it Peter Falk? Yeah, it's Peter Falk. That's right. It is Peter Falk. Is it Peter this. Falk Columbo? Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. gonna watch this next week. You're gonna watch Cookie. I'm gonna watch Cookie. Yeah, next you know who you know who Peter Falk is. You'd know him. Yeah. He's the guy on the bench in Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let me sell you a watch. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best cameos ever. Can, do you think we could get Mimi Rogers on the show? I know her husband. Is she in anything that like we could? Austin Powers. No, that like is historical that we could have her on. Austin Powers. <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah, it, because it takes place in the distant year of 1997. Right. Tell us what it's the 90s piece. were like for you. <laughs> it's a period piece. It's 60s and 90s. She was Mrs. Kensington. Mrs. Kensington. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she has a she has a big film career. I all right. My new goal is to get Mimi Rogers on the show. 
<laughs> just oh, ask my gosh. dad to call his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> What's oh, a podcast? <laughs> She's British, right? I don't know. I uh, never met her. You never even met her? I never met her. I met him. I never met her. <laughs> I'm on our show. We do dick jokes. <laughs> We're going to talk about Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, we should get to do a Tom Cruise movie. What, yeah. did he do? what was he like? How big is it? <laughs> I, is guess, it I guess she was there before the Scientology. Uh, I was. I checked yeah. her Wikipedia real quick, and there's a blurb about Scientology. Oh, maybe she is one. Or she left. Wow. Who knows? Huh. Anyway, so the movie Good opens, one. and there's 80,000 title cards. It's like 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, it's excessive. Yeah. It's excessive. And one of them is like Chinese national productions. And it's clear that this is state funded. At least China. partially Part, funded by partially. the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. And my thing is like, okay, anytime they're funding something, there's a little thing shoehorned in. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they, if I remember, they gave money for Iron Man 3. And there's extra scenes of Iron Man 3 in China that aren't in the actual movie here. Really? Really? Where there's like a Chinese doctor who's like has like 10 extra minutes. What does he do? Doctor he, things. He, so there's um not radioactive, man. That's fucking Simpsons. Wow. There's a there's a Marvel character, radioactive something. I can't remember the his character. But the his alter ego, if I'm if I remember, is like a Chinese guy. And that doctor is in the the Iron Man three. Oh, okay. and they have extra scenes that were cut out of the American. Because China gave is that the one money. where Don Cheadle became an Iron Man? That's Iron Man two. Oh. But so anytime they give money, they have their say, and I like to yep. play the little game. What was the Chinese government demanding was in this movie? Mm -hmm. So in this movie, it's we very see, obvious. It's very obvious oh, yeah. in this. Oh, yeah. So in this movie, we see the Doolittle raids. Yes, yep. which. You know, I think they they belong in the movie, but not like I, mean, I had a great line about this earlier. But yeah, I had a great gone. joke too. <laughs> they, they they absolutely belong. They in belong. The movie. Yeah, they belong. They are partially responsible for the Battle of Midway. Yeah, but the um the th aftermath of it, where he's like walking around with like Chinese villagers mm -hmm. to yeah. show that they help the Americans, mm -hmm. is like. Kind of not super important to the actual narrative of the movie Midway. No, but it, I feel I feel that it adds to it. It adds to Doolittle's story. It adds to the film. Yeah, I, I, it's I, not necessary. It's it's a sideshow, but it's it doesn't hurt the film. Doolittle was an important role here. He's also an animal doctor who could talk to them. Yes, he had that Spanish speaking <laughs> yeah. orangutan. Yes, he did raids. He had monkeys, giraffes, little sorts right. of shit. When he was going through China to get home. He was just talking to animals in the jungle. Yeah. Taking his cell phone away from Raven Simone. Right. What am I going to do without my cell phone? <laughs> do you think he would have a productive conversation with Dunstan and as they go to a hotel? Well, Dunstan check checks in. in. Yeah. They check in. I actually watched that. Like, <laughs> Did you really? Like, that, I was flipping through the channels and like the last like hour was on. <laughs> I watched it's George Dunstan Costanza. In. It is George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking George. Mm -hmm. Left turn, Clyde. Yes. If you were, um, all right, wait. So if you were going to go on a raid with a talking animal, it's you and like another animal is like your tail gun. Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah. What would you want with you? What type of animal? Yeah. Like in a and raid? Flying a plane? <laughs> it's, it's, it's either man in the gun or flying the plane. What am I doing? It's, well, yo, you're either in the front or the back. I guess you're either I, flying or shooting, I and guess. the animal's flying or shooting. 
I guess I'll fly. <laughs> Yo, fly? Yeah. Who sh- what animal is with my you? My gunner? Yeah. Who I do you something trust? Something with thumbs. Um, <laughs> well, no, they they reworked it for whatever animal you choose. I want a dolphin. <laughs> this Dolphins is by are smart. Far. In, a, in a show with inane, retarded conversations, <laughs> this is by far the worst one. A dolphin is a good choice. They're very intelligent. That's why I picked it. Yeah. I know my shit. You need water. Well, it's I'm going to put. All right. You, ever, you know, like on the bombers. Like, you, as a suit, like do you know a the uh, suit? Do you know the circle? Like the, like the, the universities spheres? of Jolnar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about obscure. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain that. I'm not even going to explain it. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know on the bombers, the uh, the like the spheres that you sat in and you the yeah. gunner sat in, yeah. that's what the dolphin will be in. Only a bit filled with water. <laughs> I want a fish then too. You, you could pick a Dolphin's fish. not a fish. It's a mammal. You piece so. of garbage. All right, I want an orca whale. They have a killer instinct. Oh, they do. That's a good pick. You but are not telling them. They're really heavy. The plane might fall. <laughs> and as the giant fighter, there's no maneuverability. The fucking, the size of the, the aircraft carrier. <laughs> Captain, there'll be whales here. <laughs> Nuclear vessels. <laughs> we got a leak. They have to pale water on the fucking whale. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway. Moving on. Movie. So the movie opens with a title card that says, this is the most important naval battle in U.S. history. It changed the tide of the war. It did. Yes. Yes. We, we all agree. No most argument. important battle. No Most argument. important battle. Easily. All right. I, I, I uh, am struggling to think of more important battles in human history as far as Navy is concerned. Uh, what's up there? Trafalgar? Uh, Trafalgar's... Um, our boy with Napoleon, right? Nelson. Yeah. Nelson. That's what I was thinking. Uh, maybe the Spanish Armada. Oh, yeah. The English have some good naval shit. Uh, you would think. Um, the Mongols getting hit by that hurricane when they were invading Japan. There's one. Which is the? Is that the Divine Wind? Yeah. Okay. Kamikaze. It's not. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, what else? A marathon? Not the one after marathon. And I guess but, there's really no giant naval battles after this, are there? Like, as far as, like... Um, there's more in World War II. There's more, but, like, none is big, right? Like, like no. World War One has one, Jutland, which okay. is indecisive. Um, Lady Gulf is the largest naval battle ever. Okay. But it's not nearly as I don't strategically think the, significant. The problem with Lady Gulf is okay. they don't make as much as the men golfers. <laughs> I think they should make the Latey, L-E-Y-T-E. Latte? Latte golf? You know, I'll I'll just say it here. Like, after this, the Kido Butai, which is the Japanese attack force, is without a doubt the finest carrier fleet in the world. Before this. During it. During it. You know, they have been all over the world. Well, not all, all over the Pacific, I should say, winning victory after victory. They're extremely experienced. They're extremely talented. They've destroyed the British fleet, you know, off the coast of uh, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Um, the Prince of Wales. Uh, once they're gone. Prince of Wales. Isn't that uh, Willie or Shamu? Shamu's the Prince of Wales. Mm. <laughs> 
It's his gunner. <laughs> <laughs> it's the clown prince yeah. of Wales, the the Joker, the evil, the, the oh, telecom. Yeah, the porpoise Joker. <laughs> I could do the four. <laughs> um, once they're gone, you can't replace the talent there. The pilots. Yeah. That's the big, that's honestly, other than the material cost, this is an equally as bad thing for the Japanese. Because when they do eventually re- start to replace these carriers and pilots and things, they're sending up rookies against yeah. battle hardened Americans now who are now, they've take, been through They've it. taken that title of best in the world. And you've heard of the Marianas turkey shoot, right? Yes. That, a real turkey shoot. Yes. That was these rookie Japanese going up against the best in the world American pilots and they would eventually be massacred. You get smoked. Yeah. Uh, That's what should have happened here at Midway. But through insane luck. And planning. And planning and the code breaking. The most important thing uh, was the code breaking. The Americans pull off a miraculous victory. They were also using tactics the Japanese never seen before. And I... You're talking about the, the thatch weave? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. And I do want to ask you guys a question while we're kind of doing the preamble. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the zero? Is it like the best? Like at this point at in the, the war, point, it is the best plan. At, the, yeah, at this right? point, yeah, it's, it's top notch. It will be overtaken by the Spitfire. Well, do you think the Spitfire was the best? Spitfire plane? was around already. The Spitfire is a ground based plane. It's a, it has no place in this type of fight. You know, but that, the maneuverability of the Spitfire was right. better than a Zero. What's what's the, the Americans are flying? The Tiger is our later one that like is like our best one, the, right? The Mustang, the Mustang, Mustang yeah. the Wildcat, the P fifty thirty eight. So um, the what these are like what they're flying in this. What we see a lot is the Dauntless. The yeah. Dauntless looks like a Wildcat. It's it a dive just, bomb. Yeah, it's just made. It's modified basically to dive. Well, bomb. they're trying to bomb aircraft carriers, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think this movie does a great job to show how insane that really was. Like the action sequences one during the dive bombing scenes, as chaotic as they are, it's really good. While I was watching, I was thinking it's insane anything makes it through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. like it's just and a lot hordes of, them didn't, of bullets. Man. Like and imagine the a level lot of, them didn't. of bravery you need to even attempt it. Yes. You have to know you going to in, person. like, I'm going to, I'm likely going to die. Right. If I get yeah. through this, it's a miracle. And they knew it. They knew. Oh, you know like, what you're signing up for. And, and I think the movie does Overwhelmingly, most of them die. Yes. Most of the attackers die. I think the Anyone movie does doing... not hold back with that. They yeah. show the deaths. They show the fear. Right. Like, they did good with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, when you think of propaganda movies, they really don't show that a lot. I think this kind of took a different path. This is a good propaganda movie. I don't think it is. It's not that propaganda. It's, it's not. It's, uh, I think it, it, it's not like, it's like, like you said earlier. Well, you said earlier. Uh, yeah. The Japanese aren't like snarling beasts. No, the Japanese are very honorable in this. Yeah. Like they're not like yeah. snarling animals. They're, they're respectable. You actually kind of like them you in a way. S- Some it, of them. You like Yamamoto. I think the movie is respectful to all sides. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not like a rah rah America movie. Yes. But at the end though, you're pretty fucking happy when like certain things happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sometimes, sure. but mean, when but, the but that's just seeing people go through an ordeal, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, some like you actually feel for some of the Japanese fleet in this. You do. I love their salty tears at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end they also The most villainous the thing is that anchor scene. Yeah. Yeah. 
they 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 tie a man to an anchor and and, dra- yeah. and drop him into the yeah. ocean. They were just sick we'll of hearing into. fucking Jonas Brothers tracks. Who yeah, can could blame you blame them? Yeah, you can't. Blame I didn't know that was Jonas Brother. Yeah, I had, to tell, I had to tell him. Yeah, we watched this together. Yeah, we watched this together, yeah. and we kind of kept pausing the movie and ruining to do it. the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just talking. So you guys have done this. This is we did times. this. Yeah, this is the fourth time I'm doing this. Yeah. Show. <laughs> Um, so you're well versed now. Yeah, we, we yeah. <laughs> so let's start the fucking movie. Please. All right, we did. We did the title card. We did that. What's up with the uh, weird like like fishing they're doing with nets? Uh, they're trying to catch ducks. Yeah, they're duck hunting because they don't use guns to hunt the ducks. They'll they'll snatch them up. With they them. well, you use the light gun and then the uh, the little dog comes right, and gets right. it. <laughs> <laughs> did you like duck hunt? I've only played it one time in my life. Really? Yeah. It, it was, was great. Cool. I love Duck Hunt. It was so amazing ahead game. of its time. Yeah. yeah. It was the really technology, cool. when you think about it, is insane. It's impressive that it worked as well as it did. Yeah. You know? It worked perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it was something with the metal, like the way, like, you can't plug Duck Hunt into a new TV and have it work. Oh, no? No, I think it's like the sensor um, needs to go into the glass and bounce back or something. That That's makes so sense. fucking cool. Yeah, it's, it's insane. That's so cool. Um. Anyway, so we're at like a fancy dinner mm-hmm. where we meet Night Owl, <laughs> Patrick Wilson. Yes. Patrick Wilson, yeah. The Conjuring. Playing Edwin. Back. It's Edwin. Edwin yes. Layden. Yes. The Code Breaker. The and man who might have actually saved the war. You could actually. Certainly s- contributed to it. Yeah. When you talk Huge about role. like just individuals who had an oversized contribution, he's definitely one, he's of, one of them. Intelligence yeah. plays like like we talk about like Patton and like guys like this, mm-hmm. but like intelligence, you need it so much more because like otherwise those guys have no clue what the fuck's happening, like to plant things. Like intelligence is so important. Yeah. Yeah, that's the basis of this movie, really. Yeah. I mean, he's the he's kind of the hero of the movie in a way. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, and I think the movie knows that. Yeah. yeah. Other than, you know, you have the man on the ground, which is Dick Best. Yeah. He's the guy going through it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Without the intelligence, you don't have a victory in Midway. It's just that's it, it would be impossible. Well, it, it would the be impossible. Japanese would have done what they wanted to do, which was set a trap for the United States. Yeah, insane. Um, I guess we'll get into that as we go. Yeah. So late, late in Yamamoto, they kind of like each other. Like, I hope we don't like have to fight one day, but right. we they know, know it's going to. They like each other and respect each other. Well, Yamamoto also warns like. We're getting gasoline from you. You're backing us into a corner. It's giving you, you the know. grand geopolitical things yeah. that are happening very quickly. Like, if, don't fuck with our resources. Yeah. Well, yeah. As he as he says, the the Japanese have invaded China, right? Yeah. Um, Japan gets eighty percent of its oil from the United States. Now, what is our as as they are invading China? What is America's like take on it? Are we like, hey, cut that out. We're neutral. They put an oil embargo and stop selling it to them. Okay. Now the clock is ticking. Japan has to has to. Japan has a couple of moves they can do. A, do what the United States wants. Pull out of China. War's over. You mm-hmm. lose. B, they'll never do that. Yeah. Yeah. B, is you launch a giant invasion of the Pacific and try and take resources from resource rich places. Uh, and how do you go about doing that? Is what yeah. Yamamoto now has on his table. So it's like, I'm the guy in charge. And he's, you know, we we said earlier, he's been to Harvard. He's yep. lived in the United States for years. He understands Americans. He's an expert. He was born in 1884. 
Yeah. So he's in the shadow of like last samurai shit. He's the first yeah. generation raised there yeah. where they want to send their best and brightest to America mm-hmm. to learn their ways and to yeah. learn our ways, how we think and yeah. come back. He was a military attache to Washington. Yeah. Um, he's the guy who famously said, you cannot invade the United States. There's an American with a rifle behind every blade of grass. Yeah. Um, Famous line. He does not want to go to war with the USA. Nope. He no. thinks America, they can't win. They well, can't no, win I'm a sorry. long war. They can win a long they war. They can win a short war. Yeah. That's his plan is let me take out the Pacific fleet and then I'm going to run wild across the Pacific for six months. I'll go into Australia. Which is exactly yes. what happens. Mm-hmm. He's right on the money. Guy's a genius. Yeah. Yes. Um, Pearl Harbor, right? So. Yep. Four what years is, later. What is, in the, what is in the Pacific? You've got. All these European colonies, Australia, Indonesia, mm. Thailand, Philippines. French Indochina, uh, Burma. Uh, it will always be Burma to me. <laughs> all of these places, minus the Philippines, that's why I didn't say it. Um, their countries are currently in a war with Germany. Their militaries are occupied on the other side of the planet, specifically the British who have pledged to protect all of the other European countries. Mm-hmm. Um, They're the big dog. Right. Yeah. They're the only dog. Well, yeah. The last other than standing. the United States. The Philippines is in the hands of the United States. There is a large military presence there. Um, America feels that if any attack from Japan comes south, the garrison in the Philippines will be able to put a stop to it. They also have at Pearl Harbor the largest navy other than the Japanese in the region, which is the Pacific Fleet. So the movie warps to Pearl Harbor, right? Yep. We all know what happens here. Yep. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. Now I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think FDR knew and let it happen? That's what I was going to get to. So the carriers are out to sea. Coincidentally, they're Mm -hmm. training. What a coinky dink. Um, I don't know. Now, Beaver and I, when we were watching the movie, started talking about what is the admirals and people of that day's understanding of the future of war? Do they know? I'm sure certainly some people do Mm -hmm. that the carrier is going to become the war winning weapon. Like America, like doesn't even make battleships anymore. We just at this point. Yeah, I'm talking modern. Yeah. Modern America. We just make carriers Mm -hmm. with. Plane. There's so much more effect. It's been proven. Uh, well, it will be proven, certainly at Coral Sea and probably before that, that the carrier is what's important now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I but think both sides knew that going into up this. to that point, you're still going to have these brass, high brass admirals in the navy that are going to stick to their guns with the battleship. I was doctrine. on a battleship for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Like this, is, surface fleets yeah. are going to win the day. This is what wins. We yeah. bombard. Yeah. Right. Um, Realistically, you can't bombard if you get killed by planes. Yeah. (laughs) So, when Pearl Harbor happens, the Pacific fleet that gets destroyed is a battleship fleet. The carriers are out to sea. The question ever since has been, how much did the American government know about what was coming? Do you think they knew, or was it a lucky coincidence? Obviously, Roosevelt wants to get into the war. He's doing Lend-Lease shit. 
Uh, in this in movie, the they say heavy that, talks with Churchill. They say it was warned, but the intelligence agency actually warned the government and the military that this attack was going to happen. So somebody knew and intercepted well, early Layden, code. Layden didn't push his hunch strong enough, supposedly. Right. In spite of my general attitude towards all government shit these days as being like, yeah, they know everything and they're fucking evil. Um, I do not believe that the U.S. government knew that the Japanese were going to attack at that time yeah. on that day. So you I think, think it was a lucky I think there was probably, had, oh, oh, certainly, 100%, they thought it was possible that the Japanese could attack them. Mm -hmm. Did they know it was going to happen on December 7th at 8 a.m.? No. Um, I think it was a coincidence. Okay. What so do you think? Just a lucky break. What do you think? I think... I think Why take that level of a hit? Because you need to rally the nation, and you know the country is going to be fucking pissed. They're I understand they, would, they wouldn't blink at killing 3,000 people. I do not think they'd lose the fleet. They had to have... Because you still have to fight a war after this, don't you? But no. they they had to know. I think the Pacific was kind of more. It wasn't the main focus of America. They needed the Pacific to happen to so, get him to get in, in there. So they're like, we'll be able to build battleships. We'll fucking ramp up production of everything and we'll be fine there. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think they understood how invincible the Japanese were going to be for the next six months? Yeah, I think you're talking in no. hindsight. I don't think uh, if you are a military leader. And you have even a hint of the, your strongest weapons getting taken out. You kind of move those weapons, which is what we saw with the aircraft carriers. But if they had... So you think it was a conspiracy? Not a conspiracy, but I think there was some... Like you said, there's a chance these things are going to get hit. Let's not put all our eggs in one basket. But they did put all their eggs in one basket in Pearl Harbor. Like the, Not all of... Well, the, the carriers the are carriers based out of Pearl Harbor. Out. They just happened to be out to they sea were out, yeah. when the planes came. Yeah. That's what I mean, like... Let's send like let's not have everything stationed there all at once. Mm -hmm. The carriers will go out do battle things. When the carriers go, send the battleships out to do something. When the when the battleships get back, send the carriers out so that they're never always all stationed there. Yeah, they weren't doing that though. I don't know. It was like a patrol. Yeah, know? it was like a training mission that Sunday morning. Maybe it was just luck. Who knows? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I I, 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 I could be wrong. I'm sure people have very strong opinions about this that are right. out there. I mean, I'm not going to lose a battle. So I, we're not going to figure it out. We're not going to figure it out right here. In no. My personal opinion, just one what I know and my understanding of the situation, I do not think that there was some kind of forewarn thing and he was like, FDR goes, hey, get those get carriers, those carriers out. out. Yeah. Because that's what the implication is. Yes. Right? Uh, I don't think that happened. But there are a lot of people that do. I kind of think it. There you go. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I have a strong feeling about right, right. it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's probably, possible. I'm probably 60, 40 that, that they knew. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'm going to do that in the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> like neither. You, I would not be shocked either way. If like concrete evidence came out and forth, I'd be like, yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'd accept it. And if concrete mm -hmm. evidence came out the other way, i go, yeah. 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 Makes sense. <laughs> so now we're introduced to Dick Best. Dick Best, which I thought was a fake name. Best Dick. Best Dick. Best Dick is not a fake name. His name was Richard Best. The implication, hey, though, like if you're fucking, you gotta be amazing. Yeah, that's a tall name to stand up to. Yeah, you gotta be the best. Dick Best. That's tough. What if he was mediocre? 
It's horrible. <laughs> mediocre. Dick. Not mediocre. Dick worst. Could be mediocre. Dick worst. <laughs> dick worst. He was German. Yes. <laughs> that's a counter. That's his counterpart. Dick first. Dick first. <laughs> and we see he's a cowboy. Um, no, he's not a cowboy. He's a fucking Brooklyn. We hey. Uh, a cowboy of the skies. The sky cowboy? <laughs> he takes risks uh, unnecessarily. And it's very much to his character, apparently. Like, this was... Oh, this was in real on. life. In real yeah. life, he was actually somebody who, like, did not listen to the brass and would do nonsense. He's a maverick. <laughs> he's a maverick, yeah. He's a maverick. Yeah, he does, like, a hot shot move to land. The plane cuts his engine. He shuts the engine off. Now, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Is this... This type of soldier, mm -hmm. the American spirit kind of personified, because in Germany, let's say there's a fighter pilot. Do you have a hot shot pilot who would occasionally disobey orders in that style of government? I can't imagine that they would tolerate that shit. And in America, you have a little more individualism leeway where you can kind of go rogue a bit more. Yes. That's interesting. We talk about because I too. certainly think like the Red Baron is a guy like that. You know, is that's World War One? I. I know, <laughs> but do, is there like a Hans uh, Zimmerman? Yeah, in in Nazi world in the Luftwaffe, flying a Stuka, who's who is giving the f the middle finger to fucking ha Goering? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like if you I do, so. I feel like a young man is inevitably going to do things like that. I think I think you nailed it. I, I think, think their the society just like crushes you. There's there's yeah. this book I heard about like uh, World War Two. I want to read. It. I forget the name. But in the book, one of the things they say is that one thing that really aided America was like that individualism allowed them to not have to run things up the flagpole all the time where someone could break the chain of command if they needed to. The American army at this time is famous for having like the best NCOs in the world. Yes. You got like the captain winners from Easy Company exactly. who's able to just on the fly do shit that otherwise you'd need permission to do. Exactly. Do and like little. Nazi Germany, even if the guy has the idea. Mm -hmm. It's like when Tom little. in uh in Save Forever Ryan when Tom Hanks makes them attack the radar station. Yes. Yes. And it has nothing to do with the mission, mm -hmm. but he's like, our mission is to win the war. We have to do this. This is important. Yeah. <laughs> or how about uh even in this? Captain McCoy? Was that his name? McCluskey? McCluskey. McCluskey. Yeah, he takes it upon himself. Takes it upon himself to just go do I think the American spirit is fuck what anyone else says. What my gut is telling me to do, I'm gonna go do it. And if it works, it works. If not, you get punished. It's like this. That's this, the American way. This has to happen. Back yeah. when you had guys with grit. Yeah. <laughs> True grit. True grit. Yeah. <laughs> John Wayne. In 10 years, Pilgrim, I'm going to be playing an old man. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like your right. Wayne. That was a good Wayne. Yeah, yeah, I never, I've never tried a Wayne before. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, he's obviously the biggest Brooklyn stereotype ever. Ever. The, he's from Jersey. Even, even though he's from Jersey. Yeah. Uh, J Japan attacks. And yeah. the, what do you think? And you got Bjorn from Vikings mm -hmm. shooting a fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the uh, of the attack? How it's handled in the film? Yeah. I think they do a good job. To be honest, I know you guys hate the graphics, but I think they do a good it's job. It's just cheap looking. It's just yeah, it looks like cheap CGI. Um, right. It's a cutscene. It's a cutscene. I think the strafing and the the scale of like the bullets and like mm -hmm. coming out of the 
the zeros, it looks great. What I do like in the film is like the other stuff. Like you'll see um, people waking up and just seeing that the havoc that's being written. Yeah. Wrought. Yeah. Like and people are living on the island. Yeah. I yeah. Think, isn't there, refresh my memory, isn't there like a scene of uh, Leighton? He gets yes. up and- He gets a call. Yeah. It's like Japan's attacking us. <laughs> right. And there's so many stories about that day of like mm-hmm. people's individual accounts. Like uh, I forget who it is, what his name is. And you can punish me for this later, but I think I think it's the guy who's in charge of the entire naval base. McCloskey? A no, no, no. Which guy? No, high up guy, admiral guy. Nimitz. Uh, a bullet comes through his window, but it's uh, lost so much momentum coming through like multiple yeah. things. Hits him in the chest. Holy shit! Bounces off. Doesn't penetrate his shirt. And that's fucking wild. <laughs> that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Look, can we pause and look that up? I want you yeah, gotta get his name. Fucking wild. Which actor um, played him? I, it's not in the movie. Oh. oh, this is real shit. So what? What do I have to Google? Um, Google Pearl Harbor bullet man, bouncing off Admiral chest. <laughs> hit in the chest, but not doesn't hurt him. Oh my god! And he wishes that he had died because he's taking responsibility for the whole day. You know, right? Think that was just God, like, hey, here's the bullet that <laughs> could have killed you. Live with it. Wow. That is so fucking crazy. All right. So I found the guy. Mm-hmm. His name is Kimmel. Husband Edward Kimmel. His first husband, name is Husband? Yeah. Yeah. He just was born to be married. Yeah. <laughs> One day you're going to make an excellent spouse. <laughs> um, so this is, he stood by the window of his office at the submarine base. He watched the disaster across the harbor. He saw it all. Mm-hmm. A 50 cal machine gun bullet crashed through the glass. It brushed the admiral before it clanged to the floor. A it, 50 it, cal? All yeah. it did was it cut his white jacket and gave him a little welt. Yeah, it's like getting punched. He quoted, <laughs> it would have been merciful had it killed me. Yeah. That's what he said to his uh, communications officer. Holy shit. Yeah. What a fucking man. Yeah. And I, I immediately thought, watching the film, I thought of that moment uh, in that scene where Leighton wakes up and he sees, you know, the chaos yeah. unfolding. Yeah. Holy shit. That would have been yeah. way cooler. <laughs> that would have been way cooler in the movie. Yeah. How do you not put that in? Because you know what? It's not believable. But it happened. It happened, but it's, it's just real. not believable. Like, when you see it, it's like, no way. No, I feel I, I, there was a, what about those guys climbing from ship to ship? That's also not believable. Yeah, that looks crazy. That looked ridiculous too. That, yeah, that was silly with like the lava yeah. pit under yeah. there. Yeah, falling in and it was like. We also see Dick Best's wife played by Mandy Moore. Yeah. Gorgeous. One of, Gorgeous. she's beautiful. Yep. Mm. I think everybody's Got favorite you. like early 2000s pop star, right? She was a pop star? Oh she yeah. Said, yeah. She, was, she was a, that was what she was known for first. What did she do? What, what do I uh, she was like, so if there was like tiers of like your biggest, By the way, I, li- I like Britney. I know you're a Britney guy. So <laughs> if you have like Britney as the top dog, right? Uh-huh. The second tier, I would say right behind her is Christina Aguilera. Okay. Sure. The third tier, I would say is like Jessica Simpson. Oh, yeah. Very hot. And the fourth tier, I would say is Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. What was her song? Candy. Yeah. I'm missing uh, you. She, like wasn't, uh, she wasn't over sexualized. Uh, That's why nobody really yeah. uh, knew her as much. No one remembered her. Yeah. Okay. But she was one of the better ones. She was a good one. Yeah. She she, she's an actress. She was now. acting a lot, too. 
But now she like that's what she mainly does. But she's yeah. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see some bombers out on patrol when Midway is getting hit, and uh, Miller dies on his last mission. Rest in peace, Miller. Miller time. <laughs> Miller, no. And he, the guy has to ditch uh, out his his bomber. Yeah, and, and the guy's hanging uh, from like <laughs> like wires and shit. Like yeah, it's a yeah, fucking yeah. action movie, like uh, a yeah. cliffhanger. Uh-huh. And we meet uh, Halsey, played by Paul Dennis Halsey. Quaid. Yeah. And they're looking for the fleet. His brother served. Um, his brother. Randy. Quaid? Randy. Yeah. Randy Quaid. He served. There was a conflict where humanity had to rally together to fight some aliens. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, he said, remember me, boys. And he flew up into them and he, he says, detonated Hello, a boys. new. I'm back. I'm back, as he said. <laughs> right. And he blew himself up to save Earth. Save Earth. He also got stabbed in the ass in prison once. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, he did Turkish yeah. prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also filmed himself in the woods doing some questionable things. <laughs> <laughs> <which> I- <laughs> yeah, bring that up. Yeah. Is Dennis Quaid overly gruff in this? Yeah. No, he's Bull Halsey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's Harrison Ford levels in, in forty two. Like yeah, these boys are gonna fight her. That's um, how talking. So they're trying to find the fleet. They think the fleet is south. I believe. They, oh yeah, they, they yeah, do yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a scout mission, and it turns out they, they went in the south. completely wrong. They're direction. supposed to only use smoke, though. Why were they only sent with smoke? The planes. What? In the movie, they're yeah. sent out. I don't remember this. Yeah, you guys were probably talking, but they send out the 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 planes. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Dick Best is like, we want bombs and torpedoes and stuff. And he's like, you're only having smoke right now. Maybe they weren't loaded. Maybe they weren't loaded up. It would take too much time. I I don't know. I feel like maybe it was just like distract them so they're survivors. I really don't know. Or it was a um, because the the enemy fleet has to land on the carriers to rearm. So they'll hit them while they're rearming. So it's they'll just try to damage as much as they can. Just to get something. Who knows? I don't know. But they did have smoke, and they they dropped their smoke and bounce. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they went the wrong way. There were multiple waves that day of attack, you know? Mm-hmm. like Oh, yeah. It's all day. Mm-hmm. And now we, um, McCluskey is there, played by Luke Evans. Yes. Yeah. I like this actor a lot when he's in stuff. He was good in this. He's good in this, yeah. I think. I don't. Yeah, he's fine. I, I don't know what else he's been in. He's in uh, a lot of stuff. He was in uh, Dracula Untold. He's one of those guys whenever he pops up in something, I think he gives a good performance. Mm. The legendary film Dracula Untold. (laughs) Huge movie. Everybody knows that one. You don't know that movie? (laughs) You don't know that? No, I don't. He played Gaston in the live action uh, Beauty and the Beast. Okay, okay, that's that's, that's a little guy. better. That's a little better. That, that, at least at least we've heard of that. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to leave that. Yeah. He is also in uh, the Hobbit movies. Oh, those, those good too. Those are a pile of shit. Yeah, but we know them. Mm. You know, like he's in a lot of mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, you know. So we have Dick Best looking for his uh, his ex roommate who was on the Arizona. It was like his best man, basically his best friend, Bjorn. Bjorn and Bjorn is charred <laughs> to death. Yeah, he's burnt. It's brutal. Crazy. Yeah, they burnt him. And we they see that him. Japan fucked up because, and Yamamoto knows this. And you know the line? He says they awakened yeah. a sleeping giant yeah. and filled him with terrible results. They had to. They had to put the line in, I right? Yes. Yeah. But in it, he says it like casually to his wife, 
Yeah. 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 Where it's like, you know, he didn't say that to his wife or no. it wouldn't be quoted unless he was saying it like 20 times throughout the day. Yeah, he's just saying it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like he says it to his wife. And this is a good line. He's like, oh, I like this. And he's like, everybody sees, oh, I fear we have awakened a terrible sleeping giant. Admiral, you have the heart of a poet. <laughs> oh, thank you. He's just saying it like the people on the street, you know? Bring, bring over the lieutenant. I want to tell him. Come something. here, come here, come here. Listen to this, listen to this. <laughs> Sir, you must stop. Morale is getting low. <laughs> you keep telling everybody America was a sleeping giant. With terrible results. You filled them with terrible results. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah. now we find out that in this attack, the Pearl Harbor attack, uh, Nagumo messed up and he missed the oil tankers that would have taken the American military basically a, a year. year to resupply it. Mm -hmm. Which well, they'd have to rebuild the oil tankers. Right. Rebuild. Yeah. Now, if they had do that, what happens? <laughs> you would not planes. be able to operate, yeah. you know, beyond. You don't have a Pacific point. fleet, basically. Well, you do. It's just you're on reserve. It's stationary. Yeah. yeah, you're on reserve. So Japan would just run amok. Yes. Which they do anyway. Yeah. But. Well, let's let's talk about the grander strategy here. So Pearl Harbor happens. It's not like the Japanese just sit back and go, ah, good night. We nice did it. One, yeah. no. Good job. Um, at the same time, they are invading Malaya, Singapore. Not Singapore. Oh, yeah. That's, that's on Malaya. Um, Malaya, the Philippines, um, the Dutch colonies in Indonesia. And for six months, they are unstoppable. Uh, the British suffer the biggest defeat in their history at Singapore. Uh, when the Japanese come with bicycles and overrun the island. Wait, they land onto what? the... <laughs> hey, you didn't know that? Bicycles? Yeah, so Singapore is is known as the Gibraltar of the Pacific. It's a giant naval base with guns that cannot uh -huh. be attacked. Yeah. Unless um, by bike. Unless by bicycle. The unless Brits, of bicycle. course, only at unicycles. The guns right. face the ocean. So they land. the Japanese land on the top of the island is this long... Uh, yeah, yeah, ridiculous yeah. island. They land at the top of it, opposite Singapore's on the bottom. They land on the extreme north and ride bicycles through the jungle, thinking because the British think no one's going to go through this jungle. That's but, insane. So they ride bicycles through the jungle and attack them from behind. And there's nothing they can do. They're fucked. This sounds like <laughs> like oh like a it's warriors gang or something comical. You know, <laughs> like you got yeah. taken over by bicycles. bicyclists. Right. How many bicycles did they have? Oh, hundreds and thousands. <laughs> Lots of bikes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I I never you heard know that. that. No, that's insane. Uh, yeah, they did that. Um, did they have helmets like BMX no, helmets? Uh, yeah. No, it'd be no, military. I, I doubt helmets. there were any helmets. <laughs> military um, helmets. Yeah. After After Pearl Harbor, they will defeat the British fleet, like we said. Mm -hmm. um, Gallipoli, right? Else. Gallipoli. No, God, no. That's that's World War One, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that's in Turkey. Um. The British are forced to pull their Pacific fleet back to Sri Lanka. They're in the Indian Ocean. They're out of the game. Yeah. Um, and now they are making their way. Oh, the Philippines, of course. MacArthur's under attack before the day's over. Well, mm -hmm. what's he going to say? He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> He's telling everybody to. That's a good line. And... <laughs> they, they start getting all these rubber and oil-rich islands in Indonesia, right? So that's happening. Chester Nimitz gets put in charge. We see this in the Woody movie. Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is Nimitz. Yeah. Nimitz. He's called to Washington. Roosevelt tells him, don't come back here until you've won the war. 
So he's got right. this job. It's a great order. He's like, <laughs> Woody Harrelson's like, so I just got to stay in Hawaii till I win? <laughs> Let's prolong this thing a bit, boys. <laughs> he had the hardest job in the world. I at think this so. Point. Possibly ever. I like, think so. It's crazy. The, You're definitely starting behind. Way behind. Your job, your job is to keep the fleet alive long enough for the industrial might of America to kick in. Yeah. Uh, which will take close to a year which is against the greatest naval f- war machine the earth has seen ever ever yeah <laughs> they um, have better planes they have more of them they have more ships they have better ships and all the ones. best stuff's made in japan they legit <laughs> like <laughs> it's insane we even made it at all it really is no and that's how important failed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so we need Woody to save the day. Yeah. So Yamamoto, like they talk, the Japanese, the army, you know, they're talking. Mm-hmm. They have a bigger army, all this. And Yamamoto is like, we have to attack Midway. No, then no, no, you're skipping shit. What am I, after Woody Harrelson, what am I skipping? There's a bar scene. There's a couple of things that have yeah. to happen. Uh, bar scene, I don't even care about. I'm just talking about historically speaking. Yeah. Um, They need intel for Marshall Island. What are the, Amer- the Americans have to do something. Uh, most of the admirals would probably tell you at this time, the best thing you could probably do is just stay out of the fight until you can be reinforced. Until you could build, yeah. But that's not an option because the American public needs to be shown that there's a fight happening. Um, The Japanese need to be shown that there's a fight. Americans want blood. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you need to somehow battle harden your troops because you do not want when the big fight finally comes you do not want them going in and being completely green so nimitz comes up with this idea to raid the naval base at the marianas gilbert island well Uh, this isn't in the movie yes it is Mm -hmm. which what am i missing this is when dick best they go after the airfield oh no I, i wasn't there yet well, you skipped uh, it. well, Midway is not in the cards yet. Yeah. For the no, Japanese. Yamamoto is talking, if you remember, about where they think they're going to end up fighting. And he mentions uh, Midway. It's before this. Oh, right. And then they do. There's a cheesy war speech and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nimitz, you know, he says, I want the guys to fight. Yeah. And he talks to Layden and Layden is like, I tried to warn the predecessor and all this. Yeah, 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 I'm going to yeah. push harder. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Halsey to Mar- they Marshall. They have the code scene yet, right? That's later. No, that's later. And now Halsey uh, goes to Marshall Roy Island. Yeah. You need intel and, for it, yeah. And this is where that fight Yeah, they have the, this raid on the, on the naval base there. And, mm-hmm. and they uh, realize there's another aerial base at this point. Right. Yeah, it's an airfield. They attack the airfield. They attack it. And the torpedoes, they hit a ship and it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, That's so the Ameri- the American torpedoes suck. Mm-hmm. They, Why are they so bad right now? They can't. They don't pack enough punch to penetrate, penetrate the holes. Oh. so some of them might explode, but if they don't explode within something, it's just yeah. not doing any damage. It just dents the bottom. At, at this point, America really needs to step up its technology game. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the only effective weapons they have are the, the Dauntless dive bombers. bombers. Yeah. Okay, and you see how effective they are. Right. You have to send fifty of them to for one to get through. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then it, when you do, you end up like narrowly missing. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, this this is why Dick Best is actually like the hero of this entire battle and possibly like in in all of Air Force history. He's a top guy. He he takes out two carriers 
At Midway. At Midway. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's later himself. though. Like I'm just saying, this is actually like Yeah. Like when you're watching this, you see these happen and you're like, oh no way. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, this motherfucker took out two characters. Like because he was so ballsy. It's yeah. it's great. Um, but yeah, there's the raid is pretty successful. And uh, there is the scene where the Japanese come back and they're attacking and Nick Jonas gets in the yes. uh, the gunner mm-hmm. and he shoots down like fucking like 20 planes. No, just one. Just one. One, was, one, oh, I'm one sorry. was going for a They Kamikaze. took out like 20 planes yeah. on the airstrip. Yeah. Right. They dropped a bomb and it and blew it started a chain reaction. Yeah. yeah. They were grouped too close together. Um, He gets promoted for it. Quaid yeah. is like, that's yeah. the bravest thing I've ever seen anyone do. I am Quaid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we see a Japanese kamikaze. He's shot down, and he—that's yeah. the scene with Bruno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get the Doolittle raid, which is the other. The, it's like the one-two punch. They do this this Marshall Gilbert raid mm-hmm. and the Doolittle raid. So the Doolittle yes. raid. Um, well, at first they're like, "Why are there army planes on the carrier? What mm-hmm. is this shit?" Yeah, and it, it's it's amazing how close in succession all this stuff happens because the Doolittle raid. We'll it def- didn't do a lot. We'll, it, well, the Doolittle raid did a lot. <laughs> it affects Should we do a lot. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about it next, which is Coral Sea, because they had to split the carrier force. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they took army planes. These B seven are they B seventeens? I don't know the models. I'm terrible with that shit. It's large bombers. They're bomb- they're they big. may they're be B seventeens. I'm not sure. They're B fifty twos. They're definitely not. Definitely they're not playing 52s. Love Shack. <laughs> <laughs> Love Shack, baby. Um, and launch them off carriers, which they are not designed to do. Nope. Um, they'll never in a million years be able to land on a carrier. They have uh, no I, intention I, to. Yeah. Oh, so the plan is to ditch. Yeah, that is their well, plan. The plan is to land in China. Okay. Yeah. It's bomb Tokyo, fly through, fly over Japan, over the Sea of Japan, land, land in China. If not, ditch. In theory, though, any plane can take off from a carrier. Landing is obviously different. Not necessarily true. Depending on size. Depending yeah. on size. They actually, you see the but problem. But clearly, at that in point this. in time, I don't think there was a plane that would have been too huge yet, maybe? I don't know. There, you need a big runway for a bigger yeah. plane. And the There's also some planes that, that can't get enough speed to take off. Right. So... We Car- see that in this. Right. Carriers have to launch in generally into the wind. So you, the ship will actually sail in the direction against where the wind is blowing so mm-hmm. that the air will go take you up and mm-hmm. achieve lift faster. Yeah. Um, they hit a storm. The storm makes them- They're stronger than the storm. Like Jer- New Jersey. <laughs> um, Dick Best was like, yeah, stronger than the storm. That's my peoples, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they had to launch- uh, Further out than they would have liked, Doolittle. because they yeah. they get spotted, I believe, by a fishing boat mm-hmm. that uh-huh. alerts the Japanese. Um, they do their raid on Tokyo. How did the planes even take off with the fucking weight of those balls? <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> and they were successful; like they almost got the emperor, right? Well, they bombed yeah. the city. They bombed a couple of uh, industrial points. One of the bombs will land in, in the Imperial Palace grounds, and this sends the Japanese military into a fucking frenzy. Uh, now, real quick, if we had struck the blow and killed the emperor at that point, what does Japan do? Like, replace him. Yeah. There's just a new emperor? Just I'm sure he has an heir. Okay. Um, the war somehow is the, the emperor, war is an ending. Or somehow anything. the emperor returns. Emperor also is one like a figurehead. Yeah. You, you know? may, at this point, the military is running the yeah. empire. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, He's a figurehead. Yeah, the Emperor... He doesn't really have the power to do much. We saw that he's in the last view- Samurai. He's not viewed as God, yeah. though. He's viewed as God. Yeah. We saw that in the last Samurai. It was ending. It was ending. Forces more powerful than him are running the show. Okay. You know, um, the Japanese government is a weird uh, enigma that's very difficult for anyone to understand, uh-huh. I think including them, at this time. <laughs> uh, it's government through assassination. Okay. Like you've got you kill your way to the top. You kill your way to the. It's like it's closer to the Empire in uh, Mirror Universe Star Trek okay. than anything uh, else. Uh. We, need, we need agonizers. Yeah. <laughs> when Steve isn't telling jokes, your agonizer, please. <laughs> we just agonize Steve. <laughs> There's Sulu's there. He's got a scar. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to bang your horror. <laughs> Spock is a beard. <laughs> He's playing Prague. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this sends the military into a frenzy. The normally uh, um, army and navy of Japan hate each other. They don't. They don't cooperate with each other. They don't tell each other. They're rival branches. Yes, they. It's very dysfunctional. But it's it going to be hard to win a war that way when the emperor is threatened like that. It gets everybody on board with this singular vision that. The American carriers must be destroyed. We got not allowed because right otherwise, a matter of time, they will something. If they can do this, they can strike the home islands, and that's just they could drop a bomb big enough to blow up two cities. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so they we come up take with out this the plan carriers. to lure the fleet out, and we'll get to that in a second because yep. we have to talk about Coral Sea. Uh, the Japanese yeah. in the south. This is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't believe the movie packs all of this in. It's a lot. And yeah. it does it very quickly. Yeah. And very well. Only like 40 minutes and all of this gets in. Yep. Um, the In the South, they are invading New Guinea, Port Moresby. Uh, this is going to threaten Australia. If they can pull this off, there's a good chance Australia is getting invaded. This and now you got a ground war in Australia. This would be very fucking bad for the Allies. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Japanese, the Kitobutai, at least like half of it, is down there. Uh, and the Americans send, have broken the codes by this point. Uh, they know, Not in the movie yet. Uh, no, so they're, they're they reading the pieces. Yeah, they, the code's broken. The but, problem that they're having is they have to convince well, the But we don't leaders. have that scene yet. No. It's happening right now. But in real life, the yeah. codes have been broken and we're re- they're, the Americans are reading stuff. And they're doing what they will do in Midway and we, we have a great scene where they show kind of how it works with the clues and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they figure out that the Japanese are going to be in this in this area, Coral Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to maneuver the fleet there. This is the first time in human history that two navies will fight each other without ever seeing each other. It's completely aircraft. Aircraft okay. is it's a carrier battle. Um, it's kind of a draw. And I say that because the Japanese will win... Uh, a tactical victory. They will kill more Americans than mm-hmm. than Americans will kill Japanese. Both of them will lose a carrier. Uh, they're small carriers. They're not the, the big shit. The big yeah. mofos. Um, the Japanese carrier, the Shikaku, will lose, I believe. I just want to double check. Is the Shikaku? I think I wrote it down. Um, Aren't those the mushrooms they put that's in? That's the shiitake. Shiitake, yeah. <laughs> Close, though. Um, ha- can you grow a shiitake mushroom? Yeah. Because you're the yeah, mushroom man. I could, yeah. So the, the Shoho and the Shikaku. The Shoho is 
damaged beyond uh, to where it has to go back to Japan for repairs. So it will not participate in Midway. It's fucked. Yeah. The Chicago will lose so many planes that it will not participate in Japan in Midway because it has to go back and get new planes. Uh, the Yorktown, which will participate yes. in Midway, gets a big giant hole in it. Yep. And the Japanese think they've sunk it. Oh, it's done. Um, the Yorktown is going to be sunk about five times <laughs> before this movie's over. Uh, the Yorktown's a tough motherfucker. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, the Lexington, which is a smaller carrier, also uh, sinks. So, um, but for the first time in the war, the Japanese are turned. They do not get to invade Port Moresby. They have to abandon. It's the, the first invasion. time they don't yes. get to succeed their right. mission. Their mission succeeds. Um, meanwhile, Midway is about to go down. Yeah. So what is Midway? Midway is basically <laughs> kind of like a road stop in the middle of the ocean. It like it's a flat. It's 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 a tiny atoll. Yeah, um, it has uh, it has a location value. It has an American base. Yeah, on it has no yeah. other value other yeah. than location. Just right. location. Um, the Japanese realize that Midway is a target that if they lose, the Americans cannot allow it to stand. So they will come out and fight in force for it. So they did. They cook up this surprise attack where they're going to invade the island. And then in theory, once they have it, the Americans will send the carrier fleet to engage them. And there they can fight it and kill it. They'll be bigger. And then threaten Hawaii and the West Coast. Exactly. If you can raid the West Coast. Now America's got problems. America's got big fucking problems. Mm -hmm. if, if, if San Francisco is burning down, uh, you could possibly sue for peace. You know exactly, and America also then has to deviate resources, which then from takes the other Europe. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is global thinking. Yes. Uh, now in the movie, at this point, like, I, I, like in the movie now, like Coral Sea happens, all this stuff, and like the movie's inching you towards Midway is going to happen. Like they keep talking about it from right. the Japanese perspective, right? And the American. Yeah. Well, everything you've said, right? So mm -hmm. now we're introduced to the American code breakers. Yeah. And it turns out that they are band members. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that before yeah. seeing it in this movie. Yeah. They're, they're, they're musicians. They're musicians. There's no reason for them to be on a ship, so go send them to break codes. I guess the musical thinking makes them recognize patterns, patterns yeah. and sounds. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. And, they were right. And they have disagreements with Washington. Mm -hmm. Washington doesn't necessarily believe them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all these clues point to Midway. Right. It's going to be Midway. Mm -hmm. But they need definitive proof. And they trick the Japanese. They send themselves like a, away. Yeah, a false message in which the Japanese reply to it. And they say, oh, AF actually means Midway. AF is the code from Midway. That's yep. the code for Midway. We know what, where they're going to be attacked. Well, they, they fake that a water, uh, the, the island is running out of water, mm -hmm. which it is not. A fake message. And yeah. when they see the chatter on the Japanese radios about it being out of water, they it confirms, mm -hmm. ah, this is when it's going to happen. Brilliant. Um, and I like that they use the wedding analogy. Yeah. Yes. It's very good. They're like, if you're, you see that there's tables and chairs mm -hmm. and all this stuff going Flowers. there. Yeah. The, band, oh. the best band is booked. The florist is booked. Yeah. The catering hall is going booked. to be a wedding. There's going, going to be a wedding. To be a wedding. Yeah. And Nimitz believes him. Mm. And Halsey is ordered to be. Well, Halsey had, had just fought at Coral Sea. He's at Coral yeah. Sea. He ships out of commission. But Nimitz orders him to be seen on purpose. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Which will then allow him to leave his position mm-hmm. yeah. and join Midway. Right. Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Halsey was spotted on purpose. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he could join Midway. Yep. And now we cut to the Midway Islands. It's and, two days after Coral Sea. Yeah. And um, we see John Ford. Yeah. <laughs> and John Ford it's is somewhat there. comedic. It is. It's a funny scene. It's funny. And it's it's real. Like John Ford was there was filming there. the battle. You can watch his footage. I've seen it. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. There's a documentary on Netflix called um, I think it's called Five Came Back. Yes. And it's about the American directors who went and filmed the you know American propaganda footage and captured footage of the war. Mm-hmm. John Ford, Frank Capra, those are the two that I know off the top of my head that mm-hmm. were there filming. But John Ford is at the Battle of Midway. Yes. Which it shows him getting insane. hit. Did he actually get hit with shrapnel? I don't know. I don't know. That. They showed it in the Didn't movie. He have one eye later in life. Yeah, like in the in the Fablemans, yeah. uh, David Lynch plays him because mm-hmm. he it's talks the, about the horizon. It's the funny line, keep shooting, and he's like mm-hmm. getting he's does like a piece of metal sticking out of his shoulder. Yeah. If the horizon is up here, it's interesting. <laughs> if the horizon is down here, it's interesting. If the horizon is in the middle, it's shit. It's boring. <laughs> good luck, kid. Yeah, that was a good scene. That's and the only scene I've seen from that movie. Is that movie good? I think it's excellent. Yeah. It's Steven Spielberg's biopic. Right. He just changed the name, you mm-hmm. know, but it, it's the Steven Spielberg Auto story. biopic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one thing that they continue to show in this is that the Japanese officers keep hinting like, hey, I think the Americans are setting a trap. I think they know what's going on. And the the higher officers, the admirals are kind of like, eh, I don't think they're that smart. They kind of underestimate the American intelligence. Definitely. And I think that's a huge. There's a downfall. couple of things going on that sh- maybe should have the uh, Japanese's eyebrows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, just increase radio chatter. They know that there's movement happening in the region. Yep. Um, but nothing so definitive to call off the invasion. You know. Well, they Ford was hit. Ford he was. was hit. Yep. He was wow. wounded in the left arm by a machine gun bullet. That's fucking awesome. And apparently, he was also present on Omaha Beach on D-Day. Wow. <laughs> What a badass. They don't make them like that anymore. What, what a the badass. Fuck? They don't make fucking Hollywood directors like that. God damn. <laughs> They're all charging with, with Garands and he's charging with the camera. If there was if there was a giant battle, what current director do you want to see go and capture it for America? Tarantino. Tarantino? Yeah, he's, uh... he's just getting like weird angles. He's, he's taking pictures of people's feet. But you know who <laughs> but you know who would do you know who would be doing it though? Dunkirk. Christopher Nolan? Chris Nolan? Nolan would no, be, it'd be fucking James Cameron. We all know that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He goes to really deep depths to get his yeah, footage. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to send Kevin Smith. He kept crying. <laughs> <laughs> he saw he saw a picture of fucking Harley Quinn. Started crying. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. What was I going to say? Oh. So midway from the American perspective, right? So they know the Japanese are coming. Yep. Do you know what they start doing? Which is a sign where the Japanese really like should have picked up. And it's kind of weird that they didn't. They started doubling their recon efforts around the island. Mm. And the Japanese saw the recon planes like more active. They should have realized like something. Yeah, something's they sh- up. There's a couple of things that are like, uh, but yeah. they just didn't they didn't they catch think it. about it. They were too proud. Um the Americans Rally the fleets. They know Midway's coming. They 
speed repair the Yorktown. Yep. Yeah, I love that. They're like, the Yorktown's got to be ready in 72 hours. Yes. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Put up wooden planks. We don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You're fucking sailing. And they position the carriers. Well, hold on. We missed a scene where it's Bruno played by Nick Jones. He's like, I don't worry about nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not afraid of dying. Halsey is they make all of that shit like the in between stuff is the worst shit. The There's movie. no reason. That's to why even it's terrible. It yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Halsey is forced to go on vacation. They send him away. Shingles. Yeah, vacation. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to the hospital. He's got shingles. Uh, we see that Dicky almost <laughs> crashes due to the the ship going too slow for takeoff, and you see like a rookie pilot crash. Oh yeah, he loses his. And I, yep. this is kind of real. Um. Because if you if you research the the attack waves of the Americans, a lot of the earlier attacks were just a fuck ton of rookie pilots. Mm-hmm. Like we sent our worst out first, <laughs> like like just to be like here, go go try to well, hit something. <laughs> I I find it hard to call them that because they're just new. They haven't fought. Sure, it's a different you know, terminology, but um, it's unexperienced. The A team is the guys on the Enterprise and the Yorktown and the Lexington. Yes. Um, these guys have fought. Yeah, well, you, we don't want to compare to the Keto Butai. They're amateurs too. Sure, you know. Yeah. But um, the other these are guys based on Midway. Midway has mm-hmm. an airfield with a bunch of planes on it. Yeah, um, like the first bombing run, the Japanese fleet officers are like, oh, they're amateurs. They're actually uh, glide bombing. They're not going yes. deep enough. Yes, we'll talk you know? about that. Yeah, um, that's actually this moment, I believe. The Americans position the carrier fleet to the northeast of the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well out of the um, way of the recon. Oh, actually, it's not because it actually gets spotted at one point. But hang on. Yeah. 4 a.m., the attack begins. Yes. Japanese launch 108 planes they at go for midway. midway. Yep, they're ready. It's half of their force. Mm-hmm. Right away. The other half has been ordered by uh, Nagumo, not Nagumo. Um, Nagumo's in charge of the mm-hmm. battle. Yeah. Yamamoto. It's his baby. Yamamoto's kind of hanging back. He's on. He's not in the fight. He's kind of watching from distance with the with the invasion, like the troop transports and shit. The battleship. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been ordered by Yamamoto to keep the other half of his planes in reserve, just in case the Americans find out and attack. It's mm-hmm. a, you got to have shit back. Though. Gotta, it's the yeah. backup, right? Which you need. Yeah. The Americans know what's happening, so when the one hundred and eight planes are sent off to attack the island. They send their forces on the island immediately after the Japanese fleet. Yeah. So it's like they pass each other. Yep. Like, oh, shit. The <laughs> island has to now eat a bombing raid. Yeah. John Ford's going to be hit. <laughs> Ford's just, keep rolling. Yeah. <laughs> keep shooting. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the American planes attack the fleet Mm-hmm. And get, they get fucked up. <laughs> so let's doesn't go well. Let's talk about uh, carrier tactics at this moment. Yeah. So carrier tactics from the Japanese perspective were unparalleled, and what they would do there was it, no parallel. Depending on the <laughs> depending on the angle of approach, none. <laughs> they would go in circles. So each each torpedo or bomb that was dropped would miss constantly. And you actually see pictures like of uh, the carrier movements from yeah. back then. And you're probably seeing it right now if you're watching. You'll see just circles of like bubbles of what they were doing. Defensively, they can do three things. It was insane. One is 
anti-aircraft fire, mm-hmm. which Japanese uh, carriers kind of had shitty AA. Okay. Yeah. Um, the second thing is combat air patrol. That means you send up fighters, defensive fighters to yeah. fight. Uh, thirdly, is what he was talking about, Maneuver which is tactics. These, these evasive maneuvers. Now, what that requires is to wildly move the ship. Yeah, around, with no right? pattern, you're just going. And it takes up time. A lot of time. When you can't launch, you cannot launch planes while you're doing that. You can't retrieve planes while you're doing that. You're kind of stuck. Yeah. So. The Japanese now face successive waves of fighters. One, you know, some are coming from Midway and a bunch are coming from these carriers. Um, and they're zigzagging and zigzagging. And they, the, can't, they can't launch. They can't launch. Nagumo realizes, oh, there's an enemy fleet. It was spotted. They're sending planes from there. We have to arm. Instead of to bombing this base, we need to arm for defenses. Right. This he is the biggest fault ever. He has to make a decision. <laughs> Nagumo's decision. Yeah. His dilemma. His dilemma. Do you arm the planes you have, the 108 mm-hmm. that have been left behind, f- to attack Midway? Because Midway, Midway has not been destroyed. It, survived, it, it weathered it's still, the first yeah. assault. They could still launch planes. The airfield is still operative. As long as that airfield is operative, everyone's in danger. Yep. Um, do you attack the island again? Or do you attack this fleet that you now know exists? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you wait for the f- planes that to have come attacked back. to come back and uh, land and then send out a new group of planes? Because you can only do one thing at a time. If you launch the planes, uh, they, they've—I uh, should say—these planes are going to run out of fuel. You know, they've—they've they've yeah, flown they hundreds of miles to midway. Now they're flying hundred miles back. In the time they've lost now, zigzagging around for the last two, three hours, nothing is up there. Well, it's not that nothing's up there. It's they're, that they're running out of fuel. They're running out. These planes are running out of fuel. Now they're going ha- to have. If if he chooses to launch planes instead of retrieving they them, they can't land. hundred and eight planes going to land in the ocean. Yeah, they're useless. Half his force. They're yep. dead. So he's kind of fucked. So the ultra conservative move here is to wait for them to come back, and which that's what he does. What do you think he should have done? Well, history tells us that that In was hindsight. the wrong move because we know what happened. Yes, but I think with the information he had at the time, that's the right move. I do. I don't. He's received a lot of criticism for this over the years. What was the? What should he have done? Bomb the bombs midway. Well, no. Uh, no. I think the right move, best chance for them, is to launch. All of the reserve planes at the fleet. A counter assault. Yeah, that's, that's he doesn't really know where it is either, so they kind of have to find it. Uh huh. Um, there was a scout plane that before the battle that was one half hour behind the rest of the scout planes. It like got delayed. Okay, and that's the one that spotted them. Um, but it ended up giving them wrong coordinates. He the the Japanese uh, scout guy actually radioed back to the fleet. Surface fleet spotted, didn't say what it was. Mm-hmm. Didn't say if it was battleships, carriers, destroyers, whatever. Nothing. Just said that there's something out. He said, I think there's about 10 ships. Yeah. And um, like maybe like, I don't know the direction, but let's just say northeast. And but he, northeast is. Yeah, yeah it's anywhere. Ocean. It's, it's ocean. <laughs> and he gave the wrong position for where he was. He's actually gave a 50 mile. They were actually 50 miles closer to the Japanese than he said they were. Yeah. Oh. So, so they sent a second 
scout plane out, I believe, and it didn't yeah. see anything. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this report must have been bad. Mm -hmm. And realistically, they are now really close to the Japanese fleet and they're able to just keep bombing the Correct. shit out of them constantly. Um, the planes that are on deck ready to rock are all loaded with bombs that are supposed to be attacking the ground. They're getting ready for bombing raids. They need to be switched to torpedoes and ship bombs. Yeah. So now they quickly start doing this. This gets ordnance strewn all over the fucking place. They're also, now that the planes have landed, they're being refueled. So now you have Gas. hoses of gasoline. Everywhere. Bombs everywhere. <laughs> Torpedoes everywhere. It takes a half hour, I believe, to rearm all of them. It's a perfect storm. Yeah. And now more waves of Americans start coming at them. motherfucking dick best yeah <laughs> so that's that's our plan just keep fucking throw everything throw we got everything. at them yeah. for as long as we possibly don't can. let them land just just don't let them land don't let them do anything yeah, yeah. don't care how many die just just throw stuff and ju just just as a testament to how skilled the japanese are um they managed to get combat air patrol up in the air in like 10 minutes and they are eating these waves of Americans alive as they come. And in the movie, like that, you see like a cuts mm -hmm. to like Japanese commanders, like uh, Nagumo, and he's like, "I smell inexperience on these Americans yeah. and shit." Yeah. So th that before, first wave, yeah. uh, what he was saying, they, what you should have the dive bombers. The best way they work is they come out from massive altitude and drop in almost a straight line yeah. mm -hmm. on top of them. And at the lowest possible point, you drop that bomb and it makes it the most accurate it could possibly be. These guys are flying, you know, horizontal yeah. and trying to drop their glide bomb. You don't They're have glide the angle. You'll never bombing. hit anything like that. They suffer a few near misses. Actually, um, this is a great part in the movie. The Nautilus? No. Um, oh. There's a bomber that is going down. Yes. And he aims his plane at the bridge of the Akagi. Yeah. Well, you don't know if he does. He does. Well, he does. yeah, well, we don't know. Yeah. Um, obviously, he died. Yeah. But uh, the um, this rattled them because the Americans were not supposed to be Well, they're like, brave. they're like, yeah. the Americans, he's, yeah. he even dismisses, he goes, yeah. he just missed. Yeah. yeah. So um, the reason why the glide bombing, even though, and, and this is kind of the, the bad thing about how that Japanese mindset of going into this was, they're like, oh, these are amateurs. They're glide bombing. We'll just avoid it. But every time they avoid it, they're losing more time. They're losing more time. Mm -hmm. So instead of them actually being like, hey, tell the fighters to go focus on them, they were like, the fighters could just kill whatever they see. Where they should have been like, focus on the glide bombers, focus mm -hmm. on the torpedo bombers. Don't worry about the other fighters because they still had they still had like wildcats and shit yeah. on the field. Yeah, and they were oh. looking for getting aces on on that as opposed to because they were like so confident in their evasive maneuvers which was another downfall mm -hmm. i think this is a good time to talk about uh the thatch weave and yes Jimmy thatch this was awesome uh, what about margaret thatcher can we talk about her depends the iron lady <laughs> <laughs> so uh i think his name is james right james thatch yeah i think so i know, I know it's thatch he's a fighter pilot on yeah. the yorktown he ace. has invented a new tactic that no one in the world has ever seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, him and his guys, uh, as I understand, I'm sure if a pilot was listening to this, he could explain it better. But mm -hmm. uh, you'll have two, maybe three planes flying next to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if one of them gets a zero behind them, the other one will swing behind that zero. And they're constantly protecting each other. And this could yeah. be replicated going the other way as well. Right. So it's like, oh, 
I've got a guy on my ass. Your partner comes, knocks. You out. have everybody the has Japanese their Japanese do have no fucking clue. Well, how everybody to count. has their own um, wingman. Wingman. Yeah, the Japanese don't know how to count it. And it was created by G- John S. Thatch, John, John, and James H. Flatley yeah. of uh, the Navy. Yeah. yeah, and this is going to be used to so as they serious effectiveness in the as trial. they are passing each other. Like if like if you I have a zero on my ass, I'm gonna run in front of Ant. So yeah. as I'm running in front, the zero goes in front of his line of sight, and, and they just hit. shoot it. Right. Yeah. There's also a, ni- a nice little detail in this movie. Whenever you see the zero strike, they strike from out of the sun. Yeah, they show it, yeah. mm-hmm. it which is yeah, that's good tact. Good. That's what they were doing. Dog fighting tactics. Yeah. Blind your opponent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Throw dust in their eye. It shows that they were experienced. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna put dirt in your eye. I'm gonna put some dirt in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> And now we get a an insane luck of the draw here with McCluskey, right? Yeah. Because they oh, can't find the fleet. We skipped the Nautilus. Yeah, I want to. Oh, the, the Nautilus. Nautilus. Yeah, ahead. we could go to Nautilus. Yeah. So the Nautilus is there. It's They're a submarine. a submarine. It's like in the middle of the fucking battle. It pops up. <laughs> pops up in the middle of the Japanese fleet. With the periscope. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the Japanese are like, is, is that, that a fucking, fucking periscope? <laughs> and it launches a torpedo. And this happened. It just missed. It this just happened. misses. Yeah, yeah. This was real. <laughs> and they start getting depth charged. Yeah, they get depth charged. <laughs> Which actually shit. changed the entire tide of this whole battle. This, this moment. Them getting depth charged? Yeah, because, because what happens is the destroyer stayed behind to try to get the sub off. Oh. And the fleet, the the air fleet, noticed them. Lost the fleet, and they see the destroyer trying to catch up. And they're like, let's follow this follow back to the, the fleet. Destroyer. Okay. Yeah. And Mona Hunch. That's what McCluskey that's what found does. Yeah, you McCluskey know? found them. Yeah. Um, yeah, at this point in the battle, the Americans have scored zero hits. And yeah. lost. Yeah, it's not going. They their lost way. like the lost like seventy planes. planes. Or something. Yeah. Um, but the world changes in a matter of five minutes. Yep. Because we see the opening. Yeah. Finally, the battle-hardened guys from the Enterprise and the Lexington. So, can I talk about down. the Enterprise real quick? Yes. My yeah, grandfather served on the Enterprise. Did he really? No yeah. Was he at Midway? He was not at Midway. I think he may have entered the war. Afterward? A little after, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was on Midway. Obviously, he was in the Pacific Theater. Not on Midway. He's on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. That was the ship he served on. That's he, pretty awesome. When he was older, cool. he ended up liking the show Star Trek because- yep. Enterprise. Enterprise. Was Gene Roddenberry on the Enterprise? And Gene Roddenberry served on the Enterprise. I don't know if he was at Midway either, uh-huh. but they were, I believe, on the ship at the same time. But I don't know if they ever knew each other. Knew each other. I wish I could. You know, my that's pretty cool. Dead. Yeah, that's cool. But you know, and then eventually he, um, when they got to Japan, he got a job, uh, like clearing, like off the ship, like um, mm-hmm. as a CB. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty so, awesome. Yeah. yeah par- apparently, cool. he ran through a Jap with a bayonet once, oh. and he has um my my uncle currently has the bayonet, but I fucking I want that so bad. <laughs> my father has a a bayonet as well from that Pacific theater yeah. school. So my grand one of my grandfathers fought in the Pacific. My other grandfather was stationed in Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to fight in Europe, but he was too young, and they were like, "Nope, you're gonna go into a pillbox and protect Pearl Harbor." So and just on Hawaii in like 1945. Right. 43? Like, 44? like when, when it's out right of danger. After it happened. Yeah. It's out of danger. Right after Pearl Harbor <laughs> happened, he it's got sent game. there. Yeah. Oh, he would. He, he had some cool stories um, that I, maybe I'll tell one later when we get to it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so this is the moment, right? Yeah. This they is get through, right? Dracula untold himself. <laughs> he so says, you have, do you know what they say about me? I suck. So you have two, two uh, tor- Palmer squadrons, McCluskey and Best. Yeah. And they both go after the same carrier. I believe it is the um, Kaga. They go the after Akagi. the Kaga. No, well, the Akagi's the... The the lucky shot. Okay. That's the Dick Best all by himself. Yeah. yeah. Blows up the flagship of the Japanese okay. fleet. So this is <laughs> so what happens is because the confusion, Dick breaks off from that to go for the Akagi. Mm-hmm. But he only has two other planes with him, which is suicide. It's a suicide run. Right. They know it is. And that's when they, they hit it. McCluskey misses, but his other guys get the carrier. In and then all they all have hit the Akagi all as well. All three of these uh, ships that explode right here, the same thing happens. A bomb, mm-hmm. they score a hit. Yeah. The bomb will set off a chain reaction of all of it's the, the explosive materials yes. all over these, yep. these uh, carriers. It's literally the Death Star, though, right? It's so like... In a matter of five kind minutes. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. The Japanese will lose the Soryu, the Kaga, and the Akagi. All that's left is the hear you. Um, Which is what, a huge what, that's problem. A, that's an aircraft carrier? Yes. Okay. Because they so, can't hold all the planes that were out. So they they ditch a ton of fucking planes, I think. So now what it started as four Japanese carriers to three American has now been reduced one to three. Americans um, got some good numbers. Yeah. And um, they have Midway. Yeah. Which yeah. itself is is like a, a land it's aircraft a, carrier. Yeah, exactly. At this point, the Japanese fleet should have retreated. This is when the retreat should have been ordered. This is when cultural shit starts to come into yes. play, I think. Yeah. The Japanese samurai, samurai. spirit. Yep. Yeah. It's like, we do not. We don't retreat. We do not admit defeat. We don't retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we are. We will die for the emperor before we allow that to happen. We're going to be samurai. They actually say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, maybe you should regroup and come back. Right. All right. They should have. There's also, they want vengeance now. And. They have a good idea of where the Americans are at this point. Well, you know what they were saying on the Enterprise? What? You Japanese bastard. You killed my son. <laughs> <laughs> he falls out of his yeah. chair. <laughs> Japanese bastard. I thought he was going to say warp killed speed. killed my son. Um, thought you were going to say warp speed. I have had enough of, of you. you. <laughs> so the Japanese kind of figure, maybe we can force a surface engagement. Mm-hmm. They still have battleships and cruisers and all this shit. So they start trying to run down the Americans. Americans are never going to engage with them on, in this way. Because why? Yeah, they Why would you give them yeah. a chance? Yeah, um, I, yeah this, was, this was silly thinking, I think. But they were desperate and they went for it. Last ditch. Uh, so while the Japanese start to try and close the gap between the two fleets, the Americans will open it. So they start moving further east. Uh, the here you will launch its planes, which I believe it has about 52 at this point, against the American fleet, and they find the Yorktown, which has, Again. as you said, <laughs> always <gets hit. laughs> uh, been damaged. Dam- has been recently repaired yeah. after its fight in Coral Sea. A shoddy repair at yeah. that. Um, they love hitting the Yorktown. <laughs> they find it. They hit it four times. The York. They think it's sunk. It ain't fucking sunk. (laughs) 
Yorktown can't be Yorktown. Sunk. Yorktown is unkillable. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you know what happens with the Yorktown? Not really. Okay, no. well, listen to this. <laughs> the American repair crews do insane miracle shit here. They scotty it. They scotty it. They put out every fire. And in like a half hour, they've got everything under control. Yorktown is operational again. <laughs> um, Wait, is there a Yorktown in Trek? There is, isn't there? Yeah, I think there is. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and the Yorktown fucking launches a counterattack. Uh, I, Jimmy Thatch, John Thatch is with them. Um, they take out the Hear You now. The Yorktown does it. Yes. Heroes. Um, fucking heroes actually they may miss I should have got my facts straight fuck it's um, fine just know this yeah the Yorktown's gonna get attacked again <laughs> the here you will be sunk none of the, this isn't really shown in the movie which is kind of lame they, they just show that it's on fire the Yorktown yeah yeah um, it gets attacked again and it's so badly damaged that it can't move. It's it, immobile. This is like days later. Um, oh, you know what? It gets attacked days later. Yeah, the Yorktown sends its guys out. They sink the Hear You. Okay. Hear goes down. But fighting between like fleets is still continuing. And at some point, the Japanese will attack it again in the next few days and damage it to a point where it's immovable and it's fucked. So they have to link it up to like a destroyer and have it dragging. <laughs> They're going to pull it back to Pearl Harbor for repairs. A Japanese sub finally comes up and torpedoes <laughs> it while it's in tow. And they, they put it down finally. But the Yorktown just didn't want to die. Didn't want to die. <laughs> you can't our, kill the Yorktown, our man. Navy, like at this time, is so fucking insane. They're really good. Do you, do you know about the USS Texas? You ever heard about that? When, During D-Day? Oh, D-Day? Yeah. The ships are the last thing you think about at D-Day. I know, but this is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. All right, I'm ready. They want to give artillery support, but they can't reach it. The USS Texas sinks half of its ship to raise the angle to give artillery support. They, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And it works. That's and it works. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new angle. Wow. Sink half of it. <laughs> this There's men up. dying out there. <laughs> you guys, you're selling a ship. You're just like having breakfast and you start going up. That's a hell of a thunder clap. Yeah. Was that thunder? Or was we thunder? That or oh, we're under, under artillery fire. <laughs> was that the Texas? <laughs> Imagine a torpedo just came through the studio narrowly. Yeah, a bullet day. goes through the wall, hits me in the chest. Uh, I wish you would have took me out. Big that day. history, man. They will not stop coming <laughs> after us. So yeah, that's the Battle of Midway. I don't know if we talked about the movie much. <laughs> no. So but, so in the movie, well, um, Jonas dies. He gets dropped. Yeah, they, they to an throw anchor. him to an anchor. Yeah, and they, they capture drop him. him to his death. Yeah, did that happen? He I, did die he, as a POW. Yeah, who knows how. But um, right. let me pull up exactly how he died. But Dick Best, you know, he fucking single-handedly sinks this two aircraft cheese. carriers. Yeah. The cheese moment. The second aircraft carrier. This is for Pearl. <laughs> I want, I cringed. I was like, oh. What would you say as you were about to blow up a Japanese aircraft Sayonara. Carrier? Oh, boys, I'm <laughs> back. I would say sayonara. You suckers. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah. so yes, it, it, on June 15th, 1942, him and his pilot were weighted and thrown overboard the Japanese destroyer so Makagumo by the Japanese to drown. It happened it several days later. Yeah. Yep. That's why, when did the Yorktown sink? Uh, let's see. What was the date on that? When did the Yorktown sink? June 7th, 1942. Yeah, a couple days later. Yep. Yeah, they got it with the sub. That's wild. <laughs> it's a museum now in South Carolina. What? Oh. New Yorktown. But it's in the bottom of the Pacific. I guess they got it back up and it's a museum. It's and they've it's they've it's been used in movies and shit. I know the Enterprise has. Is that what you're thinking of? No, the Yorktown. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it right now. The Enterprise wild. was in Manhattan for a while. I think it still is. It's got uh it's got the space shuttle on it. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are massive. They're just so massive. Not compared to the supercarriers of today. Yeah, no, they salvaged it, but still. Really? Hold on. Uh, Fucking Yorktown won't die. Client. I hope they just put it back into, <laughs> into circulation. <laughs> so uh, I guess they rebuilt it, and there's a new Yorktown. That's the uh, museum. Okay, okay. okay, that's that's what yeah. happened. When uh, when the credits roll and they show the real people, and. Uh, you you get a sense of like wow, like the, the reality of these situations really was it spot on, yep. you know, like Dick Best. They show a picture of him. He he sank two carriers. You know, you have the admirals who the movie is real, pretty fucking accurate. Yeah, it dude. is. Well, Yamamoto. How did Yamamoto die? Yamamoto. Oh, he's assassinated. Yeah, he's assassinated. Well, they got the code. Mm -hmm. They found out Broken. he was on a plane. Shut and down. decided to take that opportunity to send a squadron to kill one man. Yeah. And that's how Yamamoto died. Had to do it. If there's I plan Pearl Harbor, he's got to go. Yeah. Listen, if there's <laughs> one man who you send a squadron for, it's probably him. You know, he's the best. He deserved it. 250,000 Chinese civilians were killed for helping Doolittle. Yes. That's uh, shocking. <laughs> you know, they they add that little factoid in. In repri yeah. it's like reprisals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like at the end you need says, to pay, uh, fuckers. Mm -hmm. This is in honor of all the American and Japanese men and women who died for this. Like the sea remembers its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, they respected. I think they've respected both sides. With I this, think so. Everybody's. Know? Nobody, nobody's lied. About Nobody it. is an evil snarling beast. Yes. It's like, Loves these it. are the events that happened. Mm -hmm. This is a shitty green screen version of yeah. the event <laughs> with bad acting. What, yes. did, uh, what did you guys rate this? It's a hard one. I, I, cause I do enjoy high, it. I gave it a high score just cause I did enjoy it. I give it a five. That's kind of low. I think it's a little too low. low. I'm going to give it a it's, six. It's look, my, give it a six. my, I like five for me is you were okay. Mm. It, is so, it passing? I think the majority of was the majority <laughs> of movies that I see, I feel, are fives. Really? Where they're like, meh, you know, and I forget I ever saw it. Mm. See, yeah, I forget about this. I, gave this a high I remember score. that I saw it, but like before I rewatched it, I mm. didn't remember any of the details in it. Mm. I gave it Did a high you? score. Not really. I gave it an eight. That's very high. It's high. Because it was his enthusiasm absolutely was rubbing off on me when we okay. were watching it. Well, like, yeah. We watched it's it together. Fun. I don't know if we said that. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, had never just, seen it. This is a blur now. Fourth time. Um, <laughs> fucking the my like I said, when we saw it together years ago, 
I did not think highly of the movie. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it was there. But he loved it so much that yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and you were probably joking in the theater about the, it. The thing that I loved about it was just the accuracy. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. it because we don't, we don't come across that a lot on this show. It's very rare that we get like really accurate films. So we get some accuracy, but it's usually like, this like, is an event where all the information is there for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. not you it's and filmed. people know it. It's filmed. Yeah. yeah. It's literally yeah. filmed. Right. It's yeah. documented. Yeah. Everybody knows like play by play. Well, not everybody knows, but everybody. people know if you the want play to by know, play of all of this shit. If you want to know, you can go minute by minute breakdown about what happened. Yes. We have. Like even, um, <laughs> even uh, what's that history channel? The guy oh, who does. Indian Idell? Yeah. He did yeah. a Pearl Harbor minute by minute. Yeah. yeah. He, did sure he, he did Midway. He did. But he did. did he not do, minute by minute, but he could. There's minute. There's there's Midway episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. great. You know, I, I, I loved it. Um, I would watch it again. You know, I, I think it's great for somebody who's not really well versed in it, too. Like we said mm -hmm. before, like this is something you could you could watch and you'll understand it. You'll everything's laid out for you pretty well. And uh, let's look at your drawing because I see it from here. And. Uh... <laughs> what? You can tell what it is. You can tell what it is. <laughs> you can um i mean we know what it is right what is it yeah uh it's two dick crucifixes <laughs> flying through the air you have what above an alligator and a steamboat those are two giant ghosts flying through the sky <laughs> they're doing this yeah they're, they're, ghosts. they're ghosts flying the that's an alligator Dutchman. that's yeah. an alligator on the right and, and that's a steamboat. They are screaming. You can even see the little lines coming out oh, of this yeah, one's yeah, mouth. Yeah. Ah! They're yelling at each other. They're yeah. yelling at whatever that is on the ground. Uh, it's a submerged gator. Yeah. It has spikes. What are the spikes? Oh, it's on fire. <laughs> so this is clearly like a naval battle, you know, but if you didn't, if you asked me without knowing, it's, it's this the Battle is of Midway <laughs> as depicted by Brian. <laughs> Artist rendition. That's art. It's not the worst thing you've ever did. This is a new book, right? Yeah, yeah. The it's blue not the book. worst you ever did, but it's definitely... The blue book uh, we gave away in the contest. What color is this? This one's yellow. It's, oh. it's definitely not good. It's mellow yellow. That. Anyway. That's right. I, hear, I hear the world collapsing Yeah, outside. I think there's a tornado outside, so I, I think we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, guys. That's it, guys. That's it. Um... This was fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you it was, next time. We, I had so much fun on this episode. I made sure we did it four, four fucking times. times. <laughs> this That's is actually dedication. the third time, right? Yeah. This is with, with, a, with as little humor as possible we did this episode. All uh, the humor, I think we blew our wads in the first two. Like, yeah. they were, you'll never hear it. You'll never hear it. But you got to take our word for it. They were really fucking funny. Yeah, we were funny. We were funny once. All right. Anyway. All right. Bye. Well, Thank what, you, what you for... Do? Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, we appreciate yeah. what you do for us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. This episode is actually dropping on the uh, anniversary of Midway. It's the same day. The fourth. Fourth of June. Ju no. Yes. June fourth is Midway. Yes. I thought Midway is June seventh. No. It's going to be close, if not exact. Oh well, it ends June seventh. The whole operation, yeah. like the aftermath. Shit. It's mm -hmm. it's an anniversary episode. The bulk of shit is. We June got 4. it. We got it. All right. So here we go. 
Want to give a big thank you all to everybody listening and or watching the show. Thank you so much, wherever you are. Want to give a big thank you to That's Bri, me. Walt, Q, <laughs> tell him Steve, Dave, Landis, record down in the studio. Want to give a big thank you to Ant for walking out and fucking me up. Big thank you to Steve for laughing along. Uh, Follow the show on all social media. Please buy some merch, reviewinghistorypod.com slash merch. Check out our website. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff there, uh, past guests, all that stuff. You could buy merch, T-shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, all that good stuff. Yeah. Follow the show on all social media, Reviewing History Pod everywhere. Our View History Pod on Twitter. Please give us a rating on Apple podcast it helps potential sponsors find the show we're not far off even if you're just an audio listener please go on youtube and just uh, subscribe to the page it helps boost our numbers so we could hopefully monetize um follow me personally on all social media at brian rupert that's with two p's uh follow me on letterbox i rank of you every single movie i watch thank you all so much we'll see you next time bye